How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Uh, I, I don't have a great... I, I don't really have a story to say. Well, kinda. Um, well, if first off, if you're new here, uh, my name is Patrick Moody. I'm the philosophical millennial. I'm not on this podcast. I like to keep it real. I tell real stories that actually happen, even though it sounds kind of crazy and sounds to you like it doesn't exist, but it really happened. Everything I say has happened. But today on this podcast, I'm talking about. Well, don't even have to say it. you read the you read the title, but it's uh not forcing your children to go to church like growing up, because I remember. Well, I don't, I don't remember this. I just remember who like someone knocked on our door one Sunday morning and they were like, "Hey, I heard I seen y'all got kids. Would they like to come to church?" We have like a kids church and like preschool and all this stuff, but I don't even think I was in preschool still. I think I, yeah, I was in kindergarten, my second year. Yeah, I went to kindergarten. You you can hear about that in one of the past podcasts, but we like Garrett and I opened the door, or yeah, we opened the door, but mom and dad was sitting there like watching us. So we opened the door and they asked if we want to go to church. And it was just me, Garrett, and Emmy was a baby at that time, so me and Garrett could go to church. So, they were like, we begged mom if we could go to church, like, big time. We just kept begging and begging, and she's like, yeah, fine, y'all can go. And get on the bus, and on the way there, I think it's on the way there, we have donuts. Like, those little donut holes. Like, we actually get, like, little donut holes. It's pretty fun. And then, we had, like, chocolate milk, or... Some, uh, I think it was chocolate milk. Yeah, it was, I I think it was chocolate milk. Sorry for that long pause, I was thinking. Um, yeah, so, like, we get there, and everything's fun. Like, we have all these chairs and stuff, and then, like, there's one in the back called the cold hard steel chair. Because if you got in trouble, like, three strikes, and you had to go sit back there. I almost, I actually had to sit in that chair. Yeah, I, I was... I got in trouble, but see, like, well, I, I was there for a while before I actually had to go sit back in that chair because I kept getting, I kept talking and getting in trouble and getting other people in trouble. So like that was the whole, like growing up at the church, like that's what I did. I grew up at the church and I remember like, cause just because they knocked on our door and me and Garrett were both like, hey, yeah, let's go. Now, we don't even go. And yeah, you're probably like, we're about to hear a crazy story. No, it's nothing really crazy to it. It's just like the fact that you're, if you're being forced to do something at a young age, you're not going to want to do it when you're older. See what I mean? So, like, there have been times where I'm like, mom, I don't want to go to church. Even, even like... 16, 7, like, I'm 15, 16, and yeah, I'm still a kid, but I was still being forced to go to church, and look, look what it did to me, <laughs> look how I turned out, I got, like, tattoos, like I said before, I drink, I vape, I quit smoking, so that's a good thing, cigarettes, I don't, I don't smoke pot, but I quit smoking cigarettes, I quit, or, but I still vape, I drink, dip occasionally, I cuss, uh, yeah, I'm like the the one that you shouldn't even be taking advice from. But I can 
tell you some good ideas on how to fix things, except for this one. Or, yeah, just don't force your children to church. Like, when they say they don't want to go, don't make them. Let them find their way to God on them on their own. Because, like I said, you've seen all the crap. You've heard some of the stuff I've done. Like, where I've been drugged. I just jump out and just go to California. Like, I don't have anything to fall back on and I just do it. That's bad. No one should be doing that. Like very, I'm very impulsive and, but yeah, I get tattoos, cuss, drink, smoke, or not smoke, but vape. But I do all of this because I was forced to go to church. Like I've said before, um, I, I do all this bad stuff and who knows, maybe one day I'll find my way back in the doors of church and everything. And be good to go. But haven't you noticed that though? Like the people that are forced to church are always the bad ones. Like the preacher's children. My old preacher, he had a daughter. She wasn't even, she's like 17 I think. And 16, 17, got pregnant by, and she's like white. I'm, I'm not trying to make this racist here, racism, whatever. But she was white, had a black kid at the age of 17 as a preacher's kid. The other one, I think, was freaking uh, cussing and drinking and smoking, like, at 18, I think. And then the other one, like, I don't even talk to him anymore. But it's just like, if you notice, the people that are forced to go aren't the ones that are happy with their lives. And they aren't living the way that God would want them to live. Or living the way... That they were put on to be. Being the preacher's children. Now. I know people that don't even go to church. And they're living life great. They don't. Well. They don't smoke cigarettes. They don't. They Well. I would say they do cuss. Well they don't cuss. But they do. They hardly drink. But see. It's just like. They weren't forced into church. And they're like. Living better than people who are forced and see what I mean so nothing you can do to like there's nothing you can do to make change the people's minds if they don't want to go don't make them because I know someday I'm most likely gonna find my way back into the church but if somebody asks me hey you going to like my mom if my mom asks me hey you going to church tomorrow with me answer is more than likely gonna be no just because you asked. Like if people didn't ask me. If I was going to go to church. Or will I go with them. Or uh, when's the next time I'm going to church. Don't worry about that. Just let me make the own. Just ma- let me make the decision. Whenever I feel is right. Whenever I feel the need to go. There's no reason you should be sitting asking me. Hey yeah you going to go to church every, every single weekend. Hey can you go to church. Hey you got clothes washed for tomorrow. If you if you know how, you know how I'm talking about. I, I'm not even going to say it. You know who I'm talking about. But he's like, do you have clothes for tomorrow? This and that. Well, I, I remember being asked that. And I had to work that day. Like I I was working that weekend. This person knew I was working that weekend. Still asked me if I was going to have clothes washed for a church. Yeah, how does how do you think that makes you... How do you think that makes me feel, huh? There's certain, there's certain things that people don't want to be asked. And that is definitely one of them. 
Because, you know, I haven't been to church in like six months, six, seven months. Oh, that's a lie. I've been there. I've been to a church like twice in the last six months. But it's the simple fact that I want to make the decision myself. People want to make the decisions their, themselves, their selves, however you want to say it. But they want to make the decisions them, their selves, themselves. They don't want to be forced into church. Like, look at people living life right now and tell me, do they go to church? Like, think of someone that doesn't go to church. They're telling me how they're living. Think, well, don't tell me. You can't tell me. <laughs> Just while you're listening to this, think of how they're living. Do they have a nice house? Do they got a nice car? Do they do what I do, like cuss, smoke, vape, drink, got get tattoos? Which one are they doing? Are they living the great life or are they living a sad life? And tell me about the people who uh, do go to church. Unless I got that backwards. Unless I already said that. But just think about that. It's like it depends on the person, not actually the church. I've always thought because like for me, I thought I've always thought that the church is just man-made and they just want to take money from you. Because why would instead of like saying there's like a plate out front or like drop it in the door or something no they have like pass out baskets and like pans around you for you to put money in them so it's like they're taking it just feels like they're taking money from you because if you don't put anything in there you look like a piece of crap know what i mean and that is rough and they don't want to just go by with what you want to live by they're always sitting out there on their high horses telling you to put money in here and pray for this and this and this and it'll happen and a miracle will happen. No. That's why I don't want to, that's kind of why I don't want to go to church. Because if I, I want to like learn stuff, then I could just like put it on the TV. To me, if you're reading the Bible and you're like working on yourself trying to get better and you're like praying every day. Like before you eat your meals or before you go to bed or like once you wake up. If you're praying every day, how is it on them to tell you that you're living life the wrong way? See what I mean? Yeah, you could go to church and learn lessons and stuff. But honestly, what good is it going to do if you ain't like reading it yourself? If you ain't living it yourself? I feel like for most people, they don't go to church is because... They don't want to give up what they're doing now, like drinking and smoking. But honestly, God turned water into or G- okay. I'm I'm about to sound stupid. They turned water into wine. Remember that? I think it was Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sound stupid. I'm probably gonna sound stupid, but I'm sorry. But he turned water into wine. Remember that? Wine is an alcoholic beverage. So why is it too why is it bad for me to drink it when he did it himself? See what I mean? <laughs> um and where does it say smoking and getting tattoos are bad in the Bible? Yeah, it says harming your body or damaging your body is not what God wanted you to do. But you're doing exactly what God did. Getting tattoos, I mean smoking. Come on. He probably smoked himself, you know what I mean? He had to test it out to make sure it was okay, and guess what? It was. 
I'm talking about like cigarettes. I mean, pot probably. Marijuana is probably okay too. Because, you know, God put it on this plant, on this planet. So what makes it so bad? Let me guess. Pot's kind of like the, uh, what's the snake? You know what I'm talking about? I forgot. I forgot what, you know how the devil was the snake in the Garden of Eden? But let me guess. The uh, pot is the snake of the uh, grass. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But sometimes you'll have to, not you won't have to. Sometimes you'll find your way into things that are just weird, like crazy. Like how did you get there? That's what I'm working on. I like the weird, crazy, like, how did I get here type situations because that means there's a plan for you somewhere hidden inside of that. That's where God wants you to be. I'm telling you, you want to jump on that. Do I have any stories? I'm trying to think of some stories that I could give you. Like, oh, okay. Uh, this one might be a little weird. But see, look, you know how God said, or the the, the Bible, or God, or whatever, I don't know who said it, but said divorce is not okay? And they're like, it says that divorce is, shouldn't be happening to people in the church. You know, I see more divorces in the church than I do in real life. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. You think that stuff won't happen just because you're going to church. Well, I live behind this because my mom and dad both got like, well, not both. They got a divorce. Obviously, they both got one because they were married to each other, but they got a divorce. Mom, if you're listening to this, sorry, you should probably jump on this too pretty soon. Um. But they got a divorce and it tore our family apart. Yes, we'd could we'd still got to visit my dad and like at one point he was back living with us. But now he's back in California. Well he cracked out of his mind. Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you gotta change something. I thought you were trying to get into the church and get better. I ha- I have to say something. Plus you're probably not even listening to this because you can't keep a phone or anything and yeah he's living in california and i don't know if he's near the wildfire or not so unless that's just down south of california instead of northern oh god sorry i just woke up i'm still kind of tired but so they like they got a divorce and god said oh that's bad don't get a divorce it's just you don't really, you don't think that things in this church are that bad until you actually go to a church and realize that people aren't as happy and like living life the way they want to live or the way God's wanting them to live it. And then, yeah, you got that. And then I know people in the church that's been like that cheat on people and like, See, our old youth pastor, not my old youth pastor, but the girl's old youth pastor back in Pottsville. 
Yeah, he is uh, is the old one. He's not there anymore because. Uh, see, this dude is a youth pastor. All right. Okay. Yeah, I got a story for you about the church. So this dude is our youth pastor. Well, one time, he got. I don't know how he got caught, but he got caught with his best friend and this like underage girl, like walking around the church, like going into the church and everything. So they told him that strike one, do not be doing that with underage girls. Like you can't be alone with them or with the best friend. There has to be somebody of the church actually there watching her. So I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. It's a church. Obviously he's going to do the right thing, right? <laughs> strike two rolls around because he's in in the church telling I don't I don't know why this actually like why this came across like why this is so bad but he was telling he was talking to the kids about having like safe sex like if you're gonna do it at least do it safely see right there yeah you're in a church you're not supposed to be talking about sex period especially being underage and being like not married because you know like lusting is bad right so he got strike two for that and then the pastor said if you do that one more time if you do anything one more time it's gonna be strike three and you're getting kicked out and I was like all right maybe he's just genuinely doing what he thinks is right and he knows how these kids are being here lately and all they are are little hoes and sluts and they just want to go out and you know smash well, apparently that wasn't the case for this. So, so in my head, I'm like, how are you going to sit there and, uh, what's that called? It's like, not, I threaten this person saying that if you t- do this thing one more time or do this one more time, you're out of here. What kind of preacher does that? Don't you think he would like sit down and talk to him and be like, hey, change your ways, get better, get right with God again, because obviously you're straying away. Well, he brought that girl back to church, and that night they were talking about safe sex and everything. I don't know if he ever smashed her or what, but, but see, look, so he got fired and everything. So for in my perspective, I'm like, one, what kind of preacher, a youth preacher, talks about shit like that and then does that shit, like brings girls over into the church underage and everything with no supervision except for him and his best friend? Like, what sense does that make? And then the preacher... To actually fire another preacher. See, that's why I don't get caught up in the church. You know how many preachers we've been through? Down at this church? Like four. And I just saw my very first preacher for the like the first time like two weeks ago up in Branson. So, I mean... The church is not reliable, but the Bible is. There's no need to force people to church if they don't want to go. And then with the the whole church, like, I know people that walk right out of church and then light up a cigarette. I don't know. I don't really have, I really know what else to talk about. Pretty much told you my story. Because on, on this channel, or on, not, I was thinking about my YouTube channel. But like over here, I like to keep it real with people. Instead, like I like, to, I like to be honest and keep it real with everyone. So, uh, tell tell you my real stories of what happens and everything in my daily life.
And see, I know people that's grown up in the church, and now they're potheads and they got tattoos. You have that youth preacher, he got tattoos, but you can't. If you force someone in the church instead of letting them find their way, more than likely they're going to stray away from it. Because I know these. Okay, I know there's two brothers and this one girl. They, I, I went to church with them. Well, the t- one of the brothers was like real big on God. Real big on God. Went every single time the door was open. The other brother wasn't. He, I'm pretty sure he was like into drugs and drinking and smoking and got a lot of tattoos, got his ears pierced, like didn't care about God, nothing. Well, now that's backwards, okay? (laughs) The one that was big on God doesn't even believe in God anymore. And the one that didn't believe in God is out there preaching, like doing revivals and stuff. Because if I was, if I wanted to hear somebody talk about God, yeah, it would be the one with tattoos and dreadlocks and earrings. Because obviously they have a story to tell. Unlike this one that's all dressed up, that's just reading from the Bible. See what I mean? Kind of have to live life to read life to teach life. That's, that's just my new motto. Gotta live life to teach life. <laughs> that's not a bad motto, actually. But see... Them two, the one that was big on church and that went all the time, uh, was, I think it was forced, I don't know, but he went all the time and the other one didn't because they, I guess he finally told him that he didn't have to or anything. So he went and lived life the way he wanted to live and now he's preaching about God and he's got tattoos and piercings and dope, crazy ass hair. But see, that's the person I would rather listen to than the cleaned up person over here. Because how did he find his way into life, huh? He grew up in the church. Exactly. And I know how I mentioned they had a girl too, right? So this chick forced the church again. My age, I used to go to school with her and everything. But had a baby before she even got married. I don't know if it was in school or not, but had a baby before she ever got married. So... And then their parents got a divorce too. So you can't tell me that church is going to change your lives and church is so fantastic because honestly, I've seen it. I've seen things that doesn't, it's not healthy for you to force people to church. Just recommend it. Like, Hey, our church is, uh, they're open Sunday. You want to come? But if they say no, don't keep asking. Trust me. It won't work in your favor, but all right, I'm going to keep this one short because I don't really have anything else to talk about, guys. My mind has just gone blank. just woke up and everything, so I don't know. I have no clue. This one's just really, really short. I was trying to make it th- 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 make it two thirty minutes, but I don't know what to come up with for six minutes. I could tell another story or... or yeah, you know that. What about that guy that preaches? Okay, here we go. I came up with one. You know that guy that's on TV and owns like this big, big church. Um, I don't know where it is, but there was a flood one year. You probably know who I'm talking about. There was a flood one year, and people needed somewhere to go and somewhere to live. Because their houses were getting flooded. Where was that flood? I got, I got to look this up. 
Okay. Google, let's go. Last flood. Last flood. Was it in Houston? Oh, was it in Houston? Yeah, I think it was the one in Houston. And then, what's the guy's name? Church. Church. Okay, Joe Austin's Houston Mega Church. That's what it was. Uh, oh, whatever. Okay, so now he's apparently saying that he shut the... It was a false narrative on him shutting the door. But it says Joel Austin on why, Joel Austin on why he didn't open his church to flood victims. Joel Austin, a celebrity pastor who runs a mega church called Lakewood in central Houston, announced that the church is now open to people who need shelter from the devastating flood of Tropical Storm Harvey. Why didn't he do it before? Well, he wanted all the publicity and then does it. He closed his doors, though. You see what I mean? He closed his doors. Maybe here's here's a story. Yeah, a mega church in Houston closed his doors in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey, which caused catastrophic flooding and forced thousands to leave their homes. Lakewood Church is inaccessible due to severe flooding. We want to help make sure you are safe to post red. But someone, but some responded skeptically to the Facebook post questioning why one of the largest churches in the U.S., including a 16,000-seat arena, was not able to take victims in, in Harvey. See, but he's a big, he's a church, he's a, <laughs> he's a church, he's a preacher, what kind of preacher does that? Doesn't let people in, like making them stay out and die. Others criticize television. Tell event. Okay, it's television evangelist. Televangelist. There we go, Mr. Austin, for not opening up his ten million dollar home in the upscale area of River Oaks to those desperately seeking shelter. Well, t- okay. A church and a shell a church and your home are com- two completely different things. If I owned a church, I would open the doors, but not to my home. That's not something I would do. Even as a preacher, I would not open my home to anybody. Especially the ones trying to get over here. But on the church though, why not open your church so that people can live? They're with you. You're supposed to be a preacher. You're supposed to be a man of God. And when you're sitting there willing to risk God's creations for your church, then obviously you should not be a preacher or even own the church, like be on the church. Okay. Especially being on TV because I'm sorry, I'm starting to rant. This was like so long ago though, but I'm just saying that he's a preacher and it, for him to just sit there and leave people out in the ocean or out in the water in the winds to get sick and die and drown, you obviously aren't a man of God. I bet, I guarantee you he was forced in a church growing up. And now he's just taking it to his advantage because he knows the back, he knows behind every nook and cranny of that church. And he, since he got a TV deal... He's making more money than ever in on top of the money he's making from TV. Also making the money from the people of the church because, you know, passing around the little baskets like I mentioned before, just so they can take your money 
See what I mean, though? <clears throat> Everything leads up to people being in the church their entire lives. Being forced into church their entire lives. <sighs> Sucky thing about it is, if you're not in the church, when you die, you want, like, <laughs> you don't, mm, hmm. If you're not in the church, you could risk not going to heaven. Like, if you're not in the church. Because even though you may not believe God doesn't exist, like atheism and people of atheism or whatever the other one is where you choose to believe in nothing, that this doesn't, that this isn't real, or maybe it is, you know what I mean? But why risk it? See, that's kind of what I, I mean. Why, like, why risk it? How do you know for a fact there is no God? Because the way people act, maybe that's how God wants you, you to see it. Maybe somebody in your little inner circle is like big on God, and you have to meet this person just so you can get big on God too. You know what I mean? And then. You'll share it with your other friends in your little inner circle, and everyone will come to God. But, I, but, okay, so that's like a different story. You find your way instead of being forced the way. You see what I mean? Go find your own way, and hopefully it helps you get better with God, or get your life seems to be getting better. Just read the Bible, pray. And stop forcing people into church. I promise you it's not doing anything. You do not want to be forced. And you do not want other people to be forced. Just listen to my story. And you will understand. But that is it for this for this episode. I know. like I know they're like. Long, some of them are like 45, 50 minutes. And the other ones are like 30. But hey, there's nothing I can do about that. I run out of stories too quick. I talk too fast. Thing, I think that's what it is to talk too fast. But that is it for this one, guys. I hope you enjoyed my little stories. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't, just so you know whenever I'm putting out content. But, yeah, that's it for this one, guys. I'll see you or I'll talk at you next time.